Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri. Along with, uh, who do we have here? Frank Wolf, Western New York Athletics. Francis Beck, Western New York Athletics. Roger Weiss, resident troublemaker. And uh, we have Steve Caruana and Cal Phillips from Kenmore Rugby in studio. We're going to talk a little rugby a little later on. Uh, we have Len Jankwitz on hold. We're going to get to him in a few seconds. Good morning, guys. Morning. Morning, y'all. There we go. All right, happy now we can start. Happy Fumpf de Mayo. Yeah, something like that. Uh Guys, news and notes before we get to uh, Len Jankowitz. It's a couple of signings out of St. Joe's this past week. Nick Felbo, Ryan Sutherland, Alex Zulia uh, moving on to continue their baseball career. Trey Bowling and Kevin Durkin for basketball are moving on. DeVille and Alfred, uh, respectively. Mike Giannata, Kenmore Kid from St. Joe's, cross-country running at Canisius next year. Football players Cam DeBille, Andrew Gradoff, Nicholas Julian, Fabian Livingston all moving on. Lacrosse, Trevor Folsom, C.J. Goss, Robbie Robinson. And rowing, Josh Kostolnik is heading to Syracuse. Very yeah. good. Francis, what do you have, buddy? Yeah, well, uh, yesterday was the state executive committee meeting yesterday in Troy. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> they formed part of the discussion and part of their action. They formed a subcommittee to explore whether or not the state should be married to dates or championships. So there's something they're thinking about, especially with this weather. Um, the situation involving East High School and their basketball team, their enrollment in beds numbers, that was brought up, and they came up. Um, there was some discussion on how they would um, take care of that situation that came up in the future. Um, they also announced that Binghamton and the Carrier Dome will continue to host the baseball and football championships. Didn't they also raise prices to now $10 to go to a game, $8 if you order online? I did not see anything. This is all from John Morello from the State Sports Writers Association. I didn't see anything from him on that. Um, he also said that there was a large discussion on the future of competitive cheerleading in terms wow. of their scoring criteria. Uh, big shout out to Lois Garlow with her 100th career goal this week. Uh, Nichols had some big announcements. Um, Joe Mahalik's was hired as their new boys varsity basketball coach. And Courtney Tennant was hired as their girls' basketball coach. And one more big shout-out to Hutch Tech senior 
Nia Price. She hit five home runs and drove in 12 runs Tuesday in a doubleheader sweep of Emerson. Wow. Talk about being productive, Raj. Yeah, you you think, what, five home runs? I mean, you're talking Stan Musial-type numbers for uh, two games. He did that in a doubleheader. Oh, God, it's got to be 60 years ago. He did that in a Major League doubleheader on a Sunday afternoon. Back in the day, they actually played doubleheaders. You could go to two Major League games for the price of one on a Sunday afternoon. We're talking 60, 65 years ago. Anyway, I want to give a shout-out to uh, uh, the Hamburg ladies, uh, Lady Bulldogs track team yesterday. They won the relays. They hosted uh, multi-schools. It wasn't like a triangular meet or a dual meet and all that. There had to be dozens of schools there. Special shout-out to the uh, ladies uh, 4 by 800 relay, Molly Kapsha, Emmy Walker, Aaron Quinlavin and Megan Kane. Uh, I give a special shout because these girls work so hard, but usually in the class they're in, they always have to play second fiddle to East Aurora. Well, they were the number one team yesterday. And Anthony, <clears throat> excuse me, Anthony, to show you how fast they were, as the girl, the third leg of the uh, relay team, that's Aaron Quinlevin, was finishing up to hand off the baton to uh, uh, Megan Kane. She was passing uh, girls that were just finishing their second lap. That's a pretty good trick on a 4x800 relay. Also, the relay, I know Molly Kapsha ran the 1,200-meter leg of the, it's called a medley relay, what they do. I guess one girl runs 1,200 meters, two girls run 400, and one girl runs eight, or two girls run eight, and one girl runs four. I'm not sure exactly which. But uh, they finished third in that particular event, but the girls' team did win. So a big shout-out I want to give to the Hamburg Lady Bulldogs track team. And also, and Francis, you've got to help me out with this one, uh, Abby Borkowski, one of my favorites from Kenmore West, received another honor this week. Yes, yeah, she was honored by the Kenton Kiwanis Club, and she received a scholarship from them this past week. She will be attending St. Bonaventure in the fall to play softball. Nice. The uh, NYSPHSAA announces its first ever Coaches Appreciation Day. Uh, student athletes can thank coaches on May the 16th. Uh, the New York State Public High School Athletic Association is proud to announce its Coaches Appreciation Day. And uh, what they're looking at is a coaches. Uh, day was established to recognize all coaches at every level, including modified, who have coached fall, winter, or spring sports within a uh, member school. The concept was initiated by NYSPHSAA Sportsmanship Committee over a year ago and chose the Wednesday of week number 46 on the standard athletic calendar to celebrate coaches around the state. In 2019, Coaches Appreciation Day will be celebrated on Wednesday, May 15th. We are elated to finally establish an opportunity to recognize coaches. They are the individuals who impact high school student-athletes on a daily basis during the sports season and contribute to a significant number of hours toward a team's success. Uh, 
They have offered student-athletes, school districts, and fans several ideas to encourage participation on uh, Coaches Appreciation Day, including like the following NYSPHSAA on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tag your photos, videos, and messages with hashtag NYSPHSAA Coaches Day. Instagram your favorite picture of your coach with your team uh, on the medal stand after a big win. Tweet the best advice you have ever received from a coach. Post on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter a photo or video of a team surprising the coach with something he or she likes, coffee, candy, etc. Relive the moments where you witnessed your coach go above and beyond. Uh, design your own image. Uh, coach Appreciation Day, post it somewhere online. Hug your coach if you see them in person. Send a thank you email or text to a coach of your current or former team. Post a message on the marquee of your school. Uh, they also established hashtag uh, NYSPHSAA Coaches Day for all social media posts for anyone who wants to share their favorite memories and stories throughout the day. Okay, a couple more things, Tony, real quick. There's a uh... The West Seneca East is playing a softball game against Amherst today. It was in the paper, but it didn't have a starting time. Uh, if you're not on your way, you better hurry up. It's an 11 o'clock start at West Seneca East. And uh, also, uh, Francis alluded to the new coaches, a uh, couple he mentioned. Uh, one of them was uh, Coach at Nichols. We'd be remiss if we didn't thank uh, Coach, coach Torgalski for all the years he's done for uh, girls basketball at Nichols College. He goes back at least 10 years that I'm aware of. And there was, uh, this past week, we learned that Jay Robbins would not be returning to Ken Maurice as the men's basketball coach. Okay. All right, let's move along. Uh, we have Len Jankowitz on the line. Good morning, Len. Hi, Tony. How you doing, my friend? Well, uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk about football in the spring. Oh, you you twist my arm every time to talk football. You know how that gets me. <laughs> All right, Len, what do you have for us, buddy? Yeah, every time I, I, I call you to, to try to get on the air to talk about the recruiting combine, it's kind of like the unofficial start of people thinking that it's uh, high school football season again. But with the draft that happened last week, uh, you know, football's never far from anybody's mind. It was to New York. Anyway, the, uh, the combine... Uh, Tony and I, we're going to do again. By the way, it's, I think it's the 15th or 16th year that Eric Yancey, uh, Milt Dickerson, Tim Jerome, and I have uh, kind of done this thing. But it'll be uh, next Saturday, May 12th, at uh, the beautiful St. Francis High School facility that uh, aforementioned J uh, Jerry uh, Smith does a great job coordinating this whole thing for us. We did it last year. We'll do it again this year. Uh, the combine starts at 5 p.m., and, Tony, hopefully with all these weather conditions, with all these makeups for baseball, lacrosse, and so forth, we hope that a late start at 5 p.m. doesn't hurt some of those young men from getting out there. Sure, right. Registering for the, you know, for the combine, because we know that uh, <laughs> spring in West New York probably doesn't arrive until about May 1st, just like this year. But Yeah, we're lucky to get it before Memorial Day. You know what, next week, 5 o'clock should be all right, Len. I'll tell you why. There's a lot of things going on that don't start till 2, 3, and 4 o'clock this afternoon. But that, I think, has to, more to do with the fact that there's SATs on the first Saturday. I think uh, 5 o'clock start next week. You guys should be all right. Yeah, I, I hope so. Well, 
Tony, the big change that I want to alert everybody about, and then we'll get into the registration for this event, is that this year, Tony, for the first time, uh, we're inviting the incoming sophomores and juniors uh, who have collegiate potential to this combine. And the reason for that, as I've mentioned again and again and again, is that it's, it's really never too early to begin the recruiting process, Tony. We've talked about this. Uh, you know, off the air. And a lot of times uh, we forget that the parents need to be, uh, you know, coerced into the selection process for, for colleges. And a lot of times it, uh, it becomes a black hole for them. It's, uh, the timeline is really short. So we're going we're gonna to invite the sophomores and juniors this year from Western New York. And by the way, Tony, we've also extended the invitation to the Section 5 athletes from Rochester. Uh, nice. And it is uh, this, whole, uh, this whole combine with uh, Scott Barker, who is the uh, the chairman uh, of Section Five Football, and he's on board with this. Uh, we've already sent out uh, registration information to all the head coaches in the Rochester area. So if people are listening listening to this program in the Rochester area. Just bug your high school coach because any young man who is of that uh, collegiate potential, who's a sophomore or junior, are are welcome to this combine coming up next Saturday at St. Francis. Well, that's going to keep you. I mean, you guys are going to have your hands full. You're combining both sections. I imagine that's going to be a lot of kids showing up. Well, you took the words right out of my mouth, Tony. And poor Eric Yancey, he's probably listening to this uh, broadcast right now and saying, make sure you get the registrations in on time because I can't handle all this stuff coming in late, you know? Yeah, you don't want them showing up at the door. Well, right. And you know what? Actually, We've begun sending information out to the high school coaches in late March, you know, and uh, all the high school coaches have the information. And the reason we do do the registrations through the high school coach, Tony, and some people, you know, kind of ask, why can't I register my son? And, and the process is simple, is that, you know, if I can equate this to like purchasing, I mean, the ultimate, ultimate consumer is the parent and player, correct? And then the end user is the college team, but the but the coach, Tony, has always been the reference for all the parties. Right. And the coach is somebody that, that the college team will always reference to. How's this player? And and the parents will always ask the coach, well, you know, what's the recruiting process is all about? The coach is always in the middle. So the sooner, Tony, believe me, and I was a coach, and I understand this, the sooner the coach is involved with this process, the better it is for all parties concerned. I agree, because you're getting information out, and that's the uh, important part. If parents to know what the process is, players too, but I think even more so, uh, more important, the, the parents know what to expect. This way there's not uh, false expectations, and then you're let down at one point. Yeah, I know what there's, uh, you know, last week, Tony, if I can talk about the draft, you talk about Baker Mayfield, who was a walk-on a walk-on in Oklahoma became the number one draft choice in the NFL, you know, you're, you're beginning to think that maybe maturation level, even at the college level, becomes late. Because here's a guy who was the number one draft pick in the NFL draft, wasn't even recruited, you know, in Division One football, and having a walk-on in Oklahoma. So, you know, people develop at later stages. Some of them early, some of them later, you know, but... Hey, look at guys like Kurt Warner, Fred Jackson. Uh, these guys prove that you don't have to be that uh, elite guy that's, that, that uh, everybody's talking about. You can still make an NFL roster. And look what happens to some of the so-called elite guys. Yeah, like Ryan Leaf. They're gone. 
Yeah. Well, and again, the combine the way we construct it right now, this is all drill specific, uh, you know, sport related, football related uh, testing here. It has nothing to do with bench pressing or long jumping or anything like that. It could hurt the athlete. In fact, Tony, what we're doing this year, and then we tried to do it last year too, we actually bring in collegiate coaches to run the offensive and defensive drill sessions so that, how about this, the kids contact their next employer face-to-face, and it's a great opportunity. The, sure. The high school players are being coached up by, you know, collegiate assistants, and it's a great it's a great event, believe me. It's uh, uh, the registration at the time, but they come to the table only $5. It's probably the best $5 that the young men will ever spend because uh, poor Bill Dickerson has to cover the cost of the T-shirt, and the $5 doesn't need to cover that, you know. Uh, so it. You know, we, we try to do this thing in the light of making sure that we begin the recruiting process and when they leave the event, uh, the college coaches that were present can look at the young man and, you know, begin the, the contact and say, hey, uh, look at, uh, you know, later on when they get the contact information, they can begin the process. And because we're inviting the sophomores, Tony, it's all the better for those young kids to get out there this, this coming Saturday as well. Well, I like it because they get to learn a lot. You know, you're an uh, incoming sophomore, and you get to look up at some of the older kids, see how they work and how they they carry carry themselves, and not to mention getting the uh, getting questions answered and be, being able to chart a path to college is huge. If you know what to expect, you know what to look for. You're not going to walk around lost. Yeah, you know, Tony. I think the the idea about social media driving recruiting nowadays. Goes uh, goes overblown a lot of times. I mean, think of yourself. If you're trying to buy a house, you buy it online and not look at somebody in the face and shake their hand. I don't think that happens, you know. And mm-hmm. with a young man trying to pick a college, and by the way, the cost of college has escalated quite a bit too. How can anybody trust an online uh, evaluation for the college that they might be going to? It's it's just crazy. I think the old fashioned. Look him in the eye, shake the old hand, and say, hey, I'm, I'm committed to you, really goes a long way with the recruiting process. And that's what we're trying to do with, uh, you know, with the combine. And, again, bringing Section 5 into this thing, Tony, we're really excited that uh, you know, schools from Rochester will be here. And instead of, as you know, and Roger knows this too, instead of having Section 5 all the time, we're going to bring them together and say, hey, we're going to have 5 and 6 together and show the collegiate coaches what kind of talent we have on this side of the state. Yeah, I like that a lot. Great points, Len. All right, once again, next week uh, is the the 12th at 5 p.m. at St. Francis High School. Uh, Contact your coaches, get your application, your registration done now, and get on out there. Yeah, Tony, for some reason, if the uh, disconnect happens, you know, between – uh, the parent and the coach, sometimes the coach doesn't work in the building. You know, they might be working outside. I, I understand that sometimes happens. They can go to the Western New York Amateur Football.com website. Uh, my email is there. I'll try to connect the parent with the, with the coach and let the coach do the rest of the work because, uh, as I said, uh, you know, they have to be a reference for all the parties concerned. And my job is just to connect them and, uh, and hopefully help the youngster, uh, find a place after high school. Outstanding stuff, Len. Always great to talk to you. Uh, Best of luck next week, and hopefully you get a good turnout. Thanks, Len. 
Thanks for the opportunity, guys. Thanks. All right, we'll talk to you soon, Len Jankowitz. Does such a great job for the Western New York, uh, you know, football community involved in a lot of things, and you know, the combine as well as uh, the other one that they do in uh, December, getting the information out. There's a lot to learn about uh, what college you want to go to. It's not an easy process, if I remember back in the day, and uh, you know, you get that information out there. That's great for the parents and the kids. You never really retire. No, Len's proof of that. Well, his—I mean, this is—he loves uh, promoting the high, Western New York uh, high school kids, and he wants to see them do well. It's a lifelong love of his. And you know, if the kids from Section Five uh, show up, you know they're serious because if they give up five dollars to enter that thing, that's over half a garbage plate, Frank. Oh no! <laughs> Had to get that in, Anthony. You did. You did. All right, we're going to take a break a little bit early. When we come back, we're going to get into rugby talk. And as I said, we have Cal Phillips and uh, Steve Caruana uh, in studio. We're going to talk about rugby, and uh, you know, coincidentally, this is alumni weekend at Buff State. Where a lot of the uh, guys who played rugby back in the day, they put the cleats on one more time. And, uh, Anthony, go- are you going to be out there putting the cleats on? No, but I did play in this game. Well, that's and- why I'm asking. Why wouldn't you? Uh- you just had major surgery. Yeah, you forget it's about rugby. that. It's rugby. You yeah, think that I- that's minor surgery if you played rugby. I'd have both no arms, arms left. <laughs> I would have no arms left. But, yeah, I played in this game in the spring of 86 and uh, uh, with guys like Jerry Hahn, who you guys uh, both, uh, both know, who's done so much for Western New York rugby and, and really putting rugby on the map at the high school level, uh, what he's done at Kenmore, what he's done at UB. Uh, was he Bonaventure now or Canisius? He was at Bonaventure for a bit, and then uh, I think he coaches the Kenmore women's in UB. Yes, Jerry's everywhere. So uh, we're going to get into rugby talk. As I said, they're all getting gathering up. And uh, I got a funny story I'll tell you when we come back about uh, this event. It's a great event, and high school rugby you know, we talked about last week with lacrosse growing. Rugby is another sport that is really growing. Kids are taking to it. It's a lot of fun to play. It's fun to watch, especially for me, sevens. I love watching sevens. <laughs> so we'll get into all of that and more on the other side of the break. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening inside high school sports. We have sports talk Saturday coming up after this. Are you handling that? Nate Gary. The man. Nate's the man. Sunshine. He's on it. Nicholas Caligari waving hello in the other studio. We have a baseball scrimmage today. Finally going to get out on the diamond. Tomorrow we have our first flag football game. So weather's starting to cooperate, getting the, uh, getting the stuff out there. What's your Little League baseball team called? We are the Cubs, Cayuga Cubs. I didn't pick the name. All right, okay. No, Sal Manjo picked the name. Red Sox everywhere here. We That's actually have to play the Red Sox. And you're going to wear your Red Sox stuff to the game? Always. Your team's yeah. going to be, you know. Anthony, didn't any of these experts uh, advise you you're going to play baseball today, football tomorrow? Aren't I'm you not supposed playing. to? No, but you're having your son playing. What happened to all this advice how you're supposed to concentrate on only one sport? Yeah, that's true. You know what, what I we, say to that, don't you? Well, what did well, what did we see in the first round of the NFL draft? Most of the picks were multiple sport athletes. Multiple sport and how athletes. many of them were wrestlers? That's right. another thing. And uh, out of those uh, ones that were were two sports athletes, uh, half of those were three sports athletes. That's right. No, it's good for them to get out there and play multiple sports. Oh, I just don't right. want. 
I it, it's it's a lot when you're doing two at once. But I think with the schedule. Uh, with flag football, it's, it's only a couple day practices a week and one day for games. So I think we're all right. And uh, main thing is to get him out there having fun. We're talking about rugby today, and we're talking uh, with uh, Steve Caruana and Cal Phillips, Kenmore Rugby. Uh, Steve, you're actually a coach, and Cal, you're like parent group supporter. Everything involved to promote the game of rugby. Yeah, everything. They whenever somebody calls, I just do whatever I need to do usually. And it's such a, you know, we go back and forth on Facebook. I see the pictures you guys are posting. It looks like the kids are having fun. Rugby is such a great sport. As I mentioned, uh, I played two years at Buff State and then one year at UNLV. And we mentioned that this is alumni weekend. And during the break, I was telling Steve, in the alumni game, I was playing B-sides. And we were playing against, uh, you know, the guys that have playing rugby for a lot longer than I had, and they had one guy that we could not touch. Anytime he got the ball, forget it. He was gone. But it was a lot of fun. And then afterwards, you know, the the teams get together, and they have a, a party and whatnot, and it's a lot of fun. And what was about eight years ago during this event, I show up at, at Buff State, uh, guys like Frank Simone, Jerry Hahn, they say, come on down. This, all the old guys are going to be there. You know, walk onto campus at Boston. I haven't been there in a long time. I hadn't seen these guys since 1986, and there we all are on the same field. Uh, I didn't play that day, but uh, they're all out there, and it's just so surreal. Wait a minute. This is where I saw you guys last, and now we're picking up 20-something years later. Absolutely amazing. Uh, great time, so I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot, of, uh, a lot of folks out there watching the alumni game today. And as I said, in high school rug, rugby is really growing. Uh, and you think about this. What a perfect sport for your fall football players to get involved with in the springtime, play rugby. It mimics a lot of what you're doing on the field. We've been talking for a couple of years now the importance of rugby-style tackling incorporated in football. So it's a great, should be a great marriage. Yeah, actually last year we brought in a gentleman from Wales. He's a good friend of the Kenmore team, Gareth Nicholas, and we actually ran tackling clinics for some of the local coaches, Kenmore East, Kenmore West. We had about 25 coaches from the area there, all interested to hear you know, about the new style of tackling and you know, safe up, cheek to cheek is what we call it, um, and uh, you know, just taking the, the tackler from the side. So it was, it was very well attended, and I, I do think that – why we're probably getting so much success lately and growing numbers is because we're doing a lot of the cross training, we're doing weightlifting, and we're doing fitness sessions. And so the football coaches don't just think like, hey, you're off running around, screwing around, like you're going to get hurt and injure yourself. But, you know, they're learning how to tackle and they're improving their fitness. I think we had three or four kids that went back last year for the West football team and they lost 20, 25 pounds just training through rugby and had stellar seasons for Kenmore last year. So Outstanding. It's a great game to play and it's a lot of fun. Now, you know, rugby, unlike football, doesn't have the background in this country. So a lot of the kids grow up, they know what football is all about. They've been watching it on TV. Rugby's just starting to get the television exposure. You've got a professional rugby league that was, I think, uh, either Fox or NBC last night. I forgot which one. Uh, so they got that going. Uh, NBC shows the Sevens tournaments. You know, we talked during the break about the one in Las Vegas. Uh, you know, Sevens is huge out on the West Coast. Colleges, you know, love watching them, like, like Cal, Stanford, and those schools. Those Excuse really- me, Anthony. I don't know too much about it, and I don't know how the audience is. Could you elaborate when you say sevens versus, is it comparable to seven-on-seven seven in football? 
yeah. Yeah, the the U.S. Olympics actually, or not not the U.S. Olympics, but um, the Olympics have taken over a seven versus seven format. It's a faster game. It's more dynamic. Um, in the regular matches that we play for our leagues, it's fifteen on fifteen. There's usually eight players that are big guys, kind of like myself, so the forwards, and you know we fight over the ball. And then the backs are the ones with all the hair gel that kind of wait around in the back, and, and they you run fast. You mean the small guys? You hear that, the Jerry? Small guys, yeah. <laughs> That's you, Jerry. The small guys like Anthony and myself? Right. I was a yeah. hunker. Absolutely. <laughs> no <What>? comment. <laughs> <laughs> but, Not uh, that type of hooker. This is a family show. Yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was in the center of the scrum. Yeah, it, it, Nate's it, on the other side of the glass just shaking his head. <laughs> you know, your son, you were saying he was asking earlier when, before we started and saying, hey, what is rugby? I think it's a combination of you know lacrosse and football um there's so many different types of styles there's there's a place for everyone is what we always say whether you're a smaller faster guy or a bigger guy um you know there's always a spot so it it does um combine so many different skills from football or basketball hockey i mean we get players from all different sports wrestling um they usually are you know tremendous because they understand the takedown and the tackle so well so not to mention leverage if you're in the scrum right yeah you know very important uh scrum is a lot of fun rod you should have tried that back in the day get bent like a pretzel (laughs) i highly recommend it uh you know with the kids growing up, so they're not exposed to it as much. I mean, they are starting now. Is it difficult teaching somebody uh, how to play the game? Well, some of the freshmen and sophomores come in and they pick up right away. Um, I, I coached on different levels, and you know, I kind of always made the joke: the high school kids want to walk in; they've never seen it, so they're all about watching videos. Like, hey, coach, look what I see on my phone. Um, you know, whereas now we have forty players, and thirty of those players have already played a year or two years through middle school or 716 rugby, the flag program. So they have a little bit of a background coming in. But then we use other techniques. Like, you know, it's easy enough to say, hey, you've seen the Sabres, right? What are they trying to do with the puck? They're trying to create a three-on-two odd man rush. That's the same thing that we're trying to do. Uh, we try to work the ball into space and, and get it to our guys so that we can advance and score a try, which is, you know, what a touchdown would be in football. You know, the one thing is I can recall when I played was learning on the fly. I didn't know all the rules. And there's a lot of rules in rugby. It's, uh, it can be very complicated. But you can play and still learn uh, while you're playing and still have fun. Absolutely. Um, our biggest concern is safety. Um, we have the kids take the shoes off the first day. We get them up on the wrestling mats, and we're teaching them proper safety and tackling technique from the very first day. Um, we require them to bring mouth guards. We actually carry around a big box of pink mouth guards, you know, just in case kids forget them and say, oh, okay, you know, got to wear the pink mouth guard. So, um, you know, safety is the most important thing. But once we, we have that component covered um, and we, you know, make sure that they're in a, a con- you know, a position where they feel comfortable and and safe, there's no better way to learn than just to jump right into the to the match or jump right into the practice. And, you know, um, that's actually one of the biggest recruiting tools we say. I, I walk up to some big guy like Frank and, and I say, hey, you look like a big, pretty big guy there. Did you play football? You know, what do you play? He's like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, oh, what do you do? Well, I'm the lineman. Listen, you know what? In rugby, you get to be the running back and the linebacker. And then you see these smiles run up the first time these kids, uh, you know, take a ball or, or run – and uh, now there's like and make a, a try, right? That, that's amazing try. to see a lineman, like a guy, a lineman in football that stands there and gets his head knocked in every play. Come to a rugby rugby game, his first game or his second game, and all of a sudden he scores a try and he's holding the ball in the air, like 
What did I just do? Oh my I, god, I scored a touchdown. I, it's I it's like that, right? for, for me taking pictures and stuff, that's like the coolest thing or even a parent like you see that and they're like my son would never touch the ball in a football field. And then they come out to rugby and they score and and they're just the center of attention. That doesn't happen in any other sport. That's I, what's amazing about it. I remember we were playing St. Bonaventure and I'm still I'm learning the game and my high school teammate at Burgard, Frank Simone, uh same situation as and I just remember being close and just yelling, Frank, pitch gives me the ball and I don't know how I wound up in the end zone. Wow! Look what I did. You know, and it is—it's a great feeling. Uh, somebody that doesn't normally touch the ball—it's—it's uh, it's cool, and yeah. and I can see where kids get elated. Yeah, because anybody anybody can touch the ball on uh, at any given time. Uh, so it, it, you get that learning how to pass the ball, throwing the ball in. You know the the throws. Those a lot of fun. Look what you're incorporating: jump ball from basketball players. Yeah. You know how big is kicking? part of the sport and how often do, are you seeing guys kick because i've seen it looked like one of your players uh brooks was kicking field goals what do you what is that uh, conversion so once okay. you score a try unlike football they go to the center of the field and they kick the extra point so if we score the try in the corner that's where uh, the kicker has to kick okay. from yeah uh, probably what you saw joey brooks was five of six in the the conversions the other night um, yeah, his foot was on, wow. and uh, you can also kick for territory. So ideally, in rugby, you advance the ball by running, and then passing the ball backwards to someone who's supporting you. But you can also chip and chase over the top and kick for territory because you want to get field position, just like in football. Right. Okay. So there's not like punting, sort of speak. Well, there is. You can you can kick um, over the the team's head, or you can kick a high ball. Um, sometimes we kick on right onto the turf where you and, try to roll a ball and, and recover anyone it. anyone can do that or you try to get it into someone's Anybody with the ball. It. Yeah. Any, anybody <laughs> with the ball, we tend to have the big guys not try and do too much of that. Um, it's, it's an acquired skill, you know. You're going to have half the team say, hey, coach, could I try this this week? Yeah. <laughs> coach, I heard you say on the radio, anybody can kick, and, like, we're going to be kicking left When's and right. When's it my yeah. turn? There'll yeah. be a lot of burpees in practice Monday. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we do try to incorporate. Jerry Hahn is a guy that will tell you you got to kick 30 to 35 times in rugby and uh that's a style some teams like to kick more some teams like to keep ball in hand uh, you know it's just a personal preference sure i, I like to play in the other teams and and, and that involves kicking a, a fair bit but we don't want to just kick to give away possession we want to kick and have it be meaningful Sure, you kick the ball away, you're giving up the possession of the ball, obviously. Right? Absolutely. My philosophy is if you've got horses, why would you get rid of the ball? Yeah. So I want to keep the ball. Well, sometimes they teams will play what's called a rush defense, and so they'll be right up in your face. So if you kick over the top, you'll have a chance. They're, they're rushing up thinking like, hey, we got to tackle this guy that you just ran at us five, six times. So they rush the defense, and then that's when you chip over the top. Um, our boys call it a Calvin Klein, but – Put it over the top, and then you send three or four guys running down like Steve Tasker trying to recover a punt, you know? It's like an onside kick. It's pretty exciting, yeah. Who are some of the teams around Western New York? How many teams are there right now that are, like, I, I don't want to say club teams of high school? Like, who Well, are, most of them are club teams. Are they all club teams? Yeah, like, I would consider Canisius High School. I think they just got varsity status. And okay. Kenmore's kind of always been a varsity team. I mean, we practice four to five times a week. You know, we try and get A and B and JV when we when we possibly can, but um, it's definitely growing. Grand Island, Dan Hagar um, has done a great job. Him and former Ryan co-worker Jones. of ours here, yes, here, yep. 
and uh, they've done a great job. They had a middle school program, and now their numbers are just flourishing. So, you know, he's doing a great job there. Um, Rob Beck out in Orchard Park, um, they're struggling a little bit with numbers this year, but um, they also have a girls program that's highly successful there. They're they're actually going on their third attempt, um, I think, for state championships in a row there. Um, some really, really quality young people out there playing for Orchard Park. Steve, can I, can I interrupt yeah, you for yeah, a second? Please. Just to add this in, um, I uh, had seen Lisa Heinrich, the, the head coach for the girls team. Um, they're trying to get out the nationals, so they have a GoFundMe page. Um, I'd seen online, it's OP Girls Rugby to Nationals 2018. Uh, if anyone wanted to help support them, you know, that'd be great. Our schools joining, I mean, like, you know, getting new schools every year, or has it been pretty much stagnant at the same amount of schools that are involved? Well, it's it's funny that you you ask that because we've had some teams that have dropped out. The Rochester Barbarians, they're a team um, that's just on the way back. Uh, McQuaid had some struggles for a while, and they used to be a powerhouse. And now uh, Mike Hodgins, who's the coach over at UB, he's taken over their program, and they're on the rise again. So, you know, um, I think what we're trying to do is get consistency. Um, we hope that every team will have an A side and a B side when we go there, and that's what our, our hope is um, when we're trying to grow the game, is that we'll have, you know, JV players playing JV. Like some of our, our top A side players, they're freshmen. So, you know, if they kind of were able to play against freshmen and sophomores at the same level, Ideally, that will build their skills instead of having to force them onto the varsity right. there. Uh, any schools out there that are listening and say, hey, you know, we've got a group of kids that want to play rugby. How do they get involved? How do they get going? Just Google it. I mean, there's teams in Fairport, Syracuse, um, one, one of the Fredonia alumni, Dave Bunyan out there, um, a Kenmore West alumni. He coaches at Fairport, Joe Kirsch. Um, and it's a lot of growing, um, and, I, and I'd like to, you know, say the Buffalo Rugby Club, the team that I also coach on the men's, um, I think we've really done a good job of trying to grow and develop, whether it be referees or coaches. Um, you know, Hamburg was a team that was on the up for a while. They've struggled with numbers, and so I know they've combined with Orchard Park, and so hopefully they'll be able to build that up in, in the future and everything. So, But, yeah, it's really exciting, you know. Um, we should just take the time and thank all these coaches. Most of them are volunteers without parents, groups like Cal and Stacy, um, Debbie Racka for years, um, the Coutres, they, you know, they, we do the socials after the matches, what you talk about. And those parents put on the food and they coordinate it and they make sure that our fields are ready to go. And they help a lot with all the buses and stuff. So there's a lot of the behind the scenes things that, that, you know, make rugby go that isn't happening in other sports. Um, and it's just extra efforts and volunteers like that that really make it special. Is it tough finding referees? I mean, again, you know, it's not a sport that everybody knows all the rules to. You need except the parents, of course. <laughs> no, no, I'll tell you, I've been around probably eight years or so with my oldest one, and and people come up to me and go, "Cal," because they always see me around. Hey, what happened? I'm like, I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. you know you're always learning. Like you just don't pick this up in a as a parent. You don't pick it up in one season and say, "Oh yeah, I know what's going on." I mean, I've been around seven, eight years, and and I still don't have a clue on some of the stuff. Yeah, but beyond, the kids are a lot better. Beyond, <clears throat> excuse me, beyond the local level. I mean, is there like a section championship? Do you go down to the Far West Regionals? Uh, you know, I'm just yeah. equating this with all the sports that we have common knowledge. In other words, does the best team in quote section six? 
slash Monsignor Martin? Do they advance the play section five and eventually downstate? Yeah, so we're part of the upstate rugby union. Um, it's Syracuse, Rochester, Buffalo. And then what we do is, um, you know, I think for the last five or six years, we've made it to what we call the state championships. It's either in Rochester, Utica, Syracuse, somewhere mid midway. And then you have schools from downstate New York that play in their leagues there, the Harvey School, um, obviously Xavier, uh, Fordham Prep. So they have their own leagues going on there. And then usually the top eight teams will come together. Um, this weekend it's on Sunday and then the Monday of Memorial Day, and uh, I think in the last five or six years there, we've won a couple bronze medals and come away with two silvers. And we're, we're really trying to, I guess, bridge the gap between us and the New York City teams there. Um, you know, so they, then you actually play more than one game in a day? You'll play one game on Saturday, and then uh, you'll play another game on Sunday full. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back... Get us up to speed as some of the players uh, around Western New York. Uh, you know, let us know who's doing what and how the schools are doing. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more inside high school sports. We're back. One last segment of inside high school sports. Then sports talk Saturday with Nate Geary coming up following us when we're done during the break we're just sitting here talking rugby i'm having a blast talking with you guys and and going back throwing out names to see who knows who and it's such a fun sport and i really hope people take a good look at it again watch the sevens watch the tournaments um you know nbc's doing a lot more of coverage and i think that's great for the sport the more it gets exposed the more you're going to have kids interested in playing and i brought it up before uh in the last segment what a great way if you're a football player uh, to get involved in multiple sports. You know, maybe you do football in the fall, wrestling in the winter, and rugby in the spring. That's perfect. College coaches are going to eat that stuff up. So get involved. And we're talking about growing the game, growing the game locally, growing the game within the state. It's at, again, it's at such a, a level right now. There's so much adjusting going on. You got your head has to be spinning at times trying to keep track of where the state is and, and where we are locally. Yeah, it's it's uh, the truth actually. And one of the things we struggle with, a good friend of mine, Chuck Mosey, is always saying like, "Hey, everybody's doing their own thing, and we got to kind of make that focus." Um, and get everyone on the same page, whether it's a combined calendar or fundraisers on the same day or, or different types of matches. And, um, you know, you'll find that there's a, a couple main areas like South Buffalo Rugby. Um, they run a youth and flag. Um, they don't have a high school anymore, but then there's the Orchard Park team down there. And then you have the city, which is like Canisius and Buffalo Rugby and the men's club there. Um, the Kenton Misfits are in the North Town. So it's kind of regionalized itself. And it's growing uh, in its own ways. But, um, you know, things like this, you know, thanks so much for having us on. Like when 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, we wouldn't be sitting at a radio station talking about rugby. You know, there just wasn't the interest. So um, it's fantastic that it's happening. Um, I think, you know, the growth in the college levels, like you'll see St. Bonaventure and UB, they're playing in probably one of the toughest divisions around um, playing Penn State and Army. And, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of taking some hidings here and there. But I've seen the growth of just those teams. 
you know, move far past to what anything in this area. I mean, it's faster. Their guys are stronger. Um, one of the players, actually, Jack Wiles, we're all real proud of him. Yeah. He was just named to the U.S. under-20 pool, and he's going to be going, I think, to British Columbia. I'm not sure, but they basically split up the country into east versus west of pools, and they pick players for the, the national team. So, you know, he was a Canisius High School guy. He won the uh, the Prep Talk Award last year from the, the Buffalo News, and now here he is. He got selected for the under-20, so he we're all real off, proud of him. He started off in a 716 flag rugby program yeah. back ages ago at Mang, at Mang Park. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's how that's a, a kid that has grown through. And another one is uh, Lisa Heinrich, her daughter, Emily. She started off in, in the same program, and, and now she's playing for U.S. national team and stuff like that and traveling, and it's amazing. Well, the ladies' game is growing uh, by leaps and bounds as well. More yeah, and more Ken, young girls want to get you know, involved. I see the pictures that you post yeah, of the yeah. girls. It's Ken amazing. Moore's girls this year are doing amazing. Um, they're 3-0. and uh, They have a relatively new relatively new uh, team. There, there's, I think my daughter told me when she came home from practice, there's only two returning starters playing tomorrow. On their game, they're three and zero for the season, and they're going up against City Honors, which is three and zero for a season. And basically, whoever wins this game is going to be a, a team that goes to states for the girls. So, and then of course Orchard Park, they're just they're, Orchard Park's always a powerhouse, really good team. Um, they're they're another team that's three and zero. So right now in Western New York alone, there's three three girls teams that are three and zero, and and I've seen all of them play, and they're they're amazing. Who they're are really some of the other top boys uh, teams? For the high school in the yeah, area? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Canisius in the last couple of years, Nick Maurer, he's a St. Bonaventure graduate, um, along with Coach Henschliff there. They've done a real good job of building their program. Um, their numbers are tremendous. I think they had 30 guys this year. Um, they, they beat Fairport this year and last year uh, and the year before. Probably two of the best high school men. People consistently come up to us. We do a series at Niagara University. Friday, we call it Friday Night Lights. It's you know 8 o'clock match under the lights. We've had up like 500 people show up there. And the last two Canisius-Kenmore matches were seriously the best action I've seen in probably rugby matches, high school, all around. Back and forth, both plays, uh, both matches ended on one team scoring and then uh, the other team scoring back with less than 30 seconds on the clock. Yeah, I mean, 50-meter individual team try, like, it was just crazy, and they they were the best matches that I've seen. So, you know, that, you know, doing things like that is just getting promotion. The the colleges are happy to have us on there. They're recruiting. Um, And then, you know, aside from that, the flag rugby. Um, Our guy, Fred Brissett, he has really done so much we had 85 kids enrolled last summer. Um, he does it during the summer. They do some during the winter and some during the fall. Try to rotate it around, get as much exposure there. Um, 716 did the same. That's kind of like the youth foundation out in Orchard Park. So, I mean, it's a lot of growth, uh, you know, exciting times when you're seeing, you know, players from our area getting selected for honors. And, you know, they, they talk about Emily out in Orchard Park. And, you know, they say, oh, she might be one of the best players around. And yet she's captain the U.S. under-20 team, the national team. So when they say she's one of the best players around. Like, you think? Well, it's, if, not, it's if, not just high school. It's it's in the overall. world. Like, like, I mean, she's, she's a captain of one of the top U.S. teams. 
that are competing around the world. So that just gives people in our area and say, hey, like we can do this. Like we are putting out great rugby players. So outstanding stuff. Yeah. Steve and Cal, I can't thank you guys enough for coming in. This was a blast. Thank you. you talk rugby. Like I said, this is Buff State Alumni Weekend. Go out there, you know, support them. Uh, the old boys. There's old boys still around. Yeah, we're the Buffalo Rugby Club. Oh, Buffalo um, Rugby Club now. Yeah, now uh, yeah, we're still around. Last uh, spring and fall, we actually had two teams. Our second, our first team and our second team both made nationals. Um, we didn't do so well. A couple. We the, the third team they won a game and moved into the second round, but the first team was knocked out by the New York Village Lions in a really tough match. So yeah, we're still around. We're still uh, outstanding. Trying to play some great rugby, and we're trying to support all the youth programs around as well. Go to our Facebook page, Inside High School Sports. You can see a lot of the stuff that Cal puts up there. Thank you for listening. Sports Talk Saturday is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.